Welcome to this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here on LovelandTigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer, and once again, we're joined by Loveland Athletic Director Brian Knatzer. Brian, good to talk to you once again. How's Tiger Nation? Jason, good afternoon. Tiger Nation is moving forward. We're excited for the upcoming events this week and just want to give a shout out to everybody out there in Tiger Nation. Good afternoon. Good. Happy Monday. Yes, good to be back talking to Tiger Nation. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about your boys' golf team. We've bragged on them a lot uh, this fall, and rightly so. They remain unbeaten in league play. You're going to get Lebanon coming up this week. They're 5-1, and one, so they're right on your heels uh, for the top of the standings. Are there, is your team looking at this match as a way to maybe make a statement as we head towards the end of the regular season because you have the ECC championship next week? Well, I mean, I'll just tell you, just to give a couple recaps, I mean, they're, they're playing right now as we speak. How fortunate is it to be a, a high school kid right now? <laughs> so, uh, obviously, uh, finished second Saturday at Springboro, which was yep. uh, their invitational with a 3-12 as a team. So, Joe Janikowski, how about this, with the fourth, fourth win at a 75. Tyler mm-hmm. Valleg at sixth with a 76. Anthony Moran, that's that new kid on the block, right? Uh, he finished ninth with a, with a 78. So top 10 finishes and 18 whole tournaments. I mean, obviously, this stuff is important uh, yeah. because this is what gets you the points for those district honors. So pretty yeah. excited for those kids. And um, uh, yesterday, Tyler Tyler finished second at, uh, at the Hadley Invitational uh, at, at Glenview with a 71. So kids, kids are strong. Um, they play some good golf. And uh, you're right, they, you know, tomorrow it's at Shaker Run, and I think it's the next ECC battle. And uh, currently we got to look at this day so we can see, you know, what's behind us. Because next week, sure. Jason, next week's the big one. Yeah. So that's the ECC championship. So, you know, I think that's just, you know, tomorrow is just one more day to get to that ECC championship. So excited to be a part of that. You talked about some of the uh, individual guys and the way they've been playing, and we've touched on it in previous shows. And you look at the leaderboard as far in the ECC, and it's littered with Tigers uh, from top to bottom. There, do you feel like you have the ECC Player of the Year on this roster? I'm not saying it, I'm not saying specify who it could be, but do you feel like one of your guys could eat, could win Conference Player of the Year? I think they they deserve that uh, that opportunity to compete for that. I think they're that good. I think they're that talented. I think they're that well uh, coached. Um, so yes, I mean. For certain uh, that that's something that uh, they're going to compete for. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, as you said, a lot of different guys to choose from as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, girls on the other side, we talked about the boys having the ECC championship next week. The girls have got it this week. Uh, how are we feeling? How are they? How are they looking heading into that? So yeah, that's going to be on Thursday uh, for all of Tiger Nation. So we're excited about that. Uh, Emmy Amy uh, continues to kind of lead our team. Um, she had the number one position all season. Her best round was a 42 at Walden. So she can get in there and compete. She's getting better as we go along. Um, you know, we got a couple, couple new kids, uh, you know, Megan Smith, who's coming, she's coming along. She was JV last year and now she's kind of coming in, uh, worked herself into this number two spot. So a little young there. Um, and then we have uh, senior Ryan Smith, who's new to the team, and then uh, junior Caroline Sproul, who, who has got that fifth and sixth uh, spot pretty well isolated. So, hey, look, Jason, they're improving. They're working hard. Great teamwork, strong work ethic, all the things that you would want out of a girls' golf team. These girls are doing it, and they're getting better each time. So uh, we're, we're great with that. Let's put it all together and win a title on Thursday. It'd be pretty good. <laughs> let's move on That'd to the pitch yeah, absolutely let's move on to the pitch let's talk about boys soccer of course you know going for the three-peat uh, in the league uh, 
right now. Interesting week uh, this week. You're currently sitting one and one in the league, so you're in a tie for third, but again, it's early. But you, you've got Little Miami coming up on Tuesday. They have not won a game at all this season. And then you've got Kings on Thursday, who's sitting tied at the top at 2-0. and So a very interesting going from going polar opposites there. Um, and looking at this, do the boys maybe feel any added pressure to get both of these games, knowing that you know Milford and especially Kings are, are ahead of them early in league play? Yeah, I don't know if they feel the pressure. I do think they had a tough loss versus Milford last week. I think, you know, they, they learned a lot from that. Uh, so to your point, I don't think it's pressure, but I think, you know, they got something to prove that, hey, we belong up the very top of this uh, ECC uh, bracket. And I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see, you know, tougher play and uh, trying to claw our way back up to the top. Um, and it's, like you said, it's a, it's it's tough. We had – you know, Saturday we had a cancellation uh, with Sycamore, you know, on, on a Friday afternoon. So that was tough. Uh, boys wanted an opportunity to come out and play. We didn't get that. So they're a little bit more hungry come this week. So like you said, it's it's conference play. Um, and the guys want to want to show what they can do. And, uh, you know, we finish – I think we finished the week traveling to number two Mason on Saturday night. They're so not it, bad. There is, yeah, no, no rest for these kids. So they want the opportunity to advance in the league and also to show that, hey, we can compete in the city as well. And I think, I think we're, we're going to do that. So excited for them. The girls are doing that as well. And then some They're undefeated thus far at 5-0, and giving up one goal thus far on the season, four shutouts. And then the, the one that's in the last match here, you've got little Miami coming up. They're one Oh, and one in the league. And we, we, we talked about how, the, how good they are defensively. And that starts in net. Eva Dudek has been spectacular Four shutouts already. She leads the ECC, you know, it, it, it we, the keepers always get the focus, right? Because, you know, they're the ones, they're the last line of defense. They're the ones stopping the shots that come in, but, She's only faced nine shots in these five matches thus far. Made made eight saves and gave up one in the last match. But what have the coaches said about the the defense line in front of her early on yeah. in the season? Because, like, as I said, nine shots allowed in five matches. That's really really strong. Yeah, you got some pretty uh, pretty strong defensemen back there. Uh, <laughs> Captain Cabbage comes to mind right away, right? I mean, she, they are they're they're just a tough unit. They're they they fight hard. They're they are a very physical team, yeah. um, and it's clearly evident if you come watch a game. Um, I mean, they, they are putting everything out there, and, and uh, you know, our, our opponents feel it. I'm sure, you know, <laughs> they go home a little bruised and banged up, uh, and that's because, you know, they're very well coached. Uh, yeah. They put in the effort. They put in the time, and, and they understand what that culture is. I, if you talk to Coach Kelly right now, he'll tell you, you know, is that they're still trying to their rhythm uh, right mm -hmm. now uh, and try to get into some cohesive play uh, moving forward. Um, you know, with his, with conversations with him, he just feels it's a little disjointed because they didn't have, you know, the preseason scrimmages and they're trying to get all that out of the way. So they've, yeah. they've had a couple of come from behind second halfers to kind of get out in, in front uh, and win these ball games. So they're a little tighter than I think what that coaching staff would like it to be, but, mm -hmm. And Jason, that's very encouraging. I mean, if the yeah. coaches are feeling this way and, and yet the girls find a way, and you're right, you mentioned defense. That defense is top-notch. They're still finding a way to continually battle uh, through every game and to come out with the win. So, um, you know, I just think um, their best is still yet to come. Um, they really focus on, yes, now is important, getting those wins now and developing as a team. But 
they are they are really focused on October as well. So we'll see that as as we go out throughout the season. You mentioned the toughness and the physicality with which they play. Are you glad you're able to watch them from the sidelines and you're not in the mix with them? They're they're brutal. You see some of these kids, the way they work the ball, the way they throw the ball in, they're, they're strong. <laughs> kids are, they're on the ground. The opponent's on the ground. They're on there. They're laying themselves out. Uh, they, it's, they're fun to watch. I mean, people walk away from the game going, that is a physical team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, they've been doing this, you know, for years and they put in the training, um, yeah. both in the weight room, they put on training on the field. So, you know, they don't shy away from, from being physical and the training their body. So yeah, watch it. I'm sure Tiger Nation will agree with me. Yeah. It is a very physical female team. So just to be clear, Brian Knatzer has no desire whatsoever to actually get on the pitch and <laughs> with them and try to move the ball through that defense. I just want to, I just want to clear that up. Yeah. They can be, I don't even think I would want to uh, try the header on their, on their corner kicks. They have they some pretty powerful. I can't blame you because I, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna take a shot here. You're gonna lose that one. <laughs> let's uh let's move on. Let's talk about cross country here. And boy, there's a lot to talk about here with how they performed in the Mason Invite, uh, bo- both individually uh, and as a team against some of the best competition in the state. I- I'll let you take it from here because this was a a banner performance uh, from your squads, was it not? Yeah, and I'm going to take a a week back too and talk about our Loveland uh, cross country invite we had because we didn't have that, weren't able to have some conversation. But the girls, I'll talk about the girls first. Obviously, they they won, they won um, our cross country uh, invite here that we hosted at Home of the Brave. Uh, Emmy Sager, who you know she had won the week prior as well. I mean, she's running an 1853 at our invite. Uh, Sarah Maddox, um, she had a great. day as well. I think she ended up third in our invite with the 1918 other standouts, Ellie Carr, Ainsley Richards, uh, Allie Colgate, Colgate. These kids are running hard. They're running fast. They're well coached. Uh, they're on a mission. And to your point, yes, yeah, Sarah Maddox. So at 300, if I remember this correctly, talking with Coach Nestor, 347 Division I runners at the Mason invite. Mm. And Sarah Maddox had the second fastest time with the 1932. So she did an outstanding, outstanding job. Um, And they're still undefeated in the, in the ECC as well. So congratulations to that team uh, and what they're doing on the boys side of it for our cross country invite. um, They took first uh, top tigers, which you're going to hear this kid's name a lot. Ryan Chevalier Mm -hmm. uh, came in first 1606. Brady Steiner uh, was in on that. AJ Stutz, who you're always here, Sam Niger, uh, Caden Dwyer, um, and you know, there's a couple other kids, Grant Hansen, Alex Saleta. So, I mean, there's, there's different names we could use interchanging here. So really excited for, for that team. Um, they finished first again, if I didn't mention that at our, at our invite and then went to Mason. And I don't know if you saw Melanie Laughman's tweet and all that, or her group that was taking all the pictures yeah. uh, down there. Um, Ryan Chevalier had a really a comfort behind victory. Uh, to win the individual title at Mason with a 16-14. So, I mean, it was a great photo shot if you're able to get uh, on Twitter. And mm-hmm. you know, we retweeted that. Go look at those pictures. A lot of pictures throughout all of our Tigers. Um, so, really excited um, as well for these guys as we're moving closer and closer to that to that postseason. Uh, the boys as well, undefeated in the ECC. So, we're we're, we're actually hosting the ECC down the road here a little bit, but we're kind of finalizing all of those details. So excited for that team. 
And uh, as you should be, it's uh, two spectacular performances in a row. That's a really good sign uh, as we move forward through the season. Let's move on to volleyball. A bit of a slow start right now uh, in the league, right around the 500 mark, though. But uh, had a had senior night uh, this past Saturday, as we saw also on, on the social media there. Uh, t- talk to us about some of those seniors, because this is an important group. You know, they've helped deliver three straight ECC titles coming into this year. Yeah, and it's it's really a different group than than what it was last year. So it's 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 finding it's finding, you know, your 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 momentum, your voice, and it's a, you're right. We're on a three day skid for right now for girls volleyball, but they have you know they put that behind them. Um, you know, it's it's now it's oh we've got business to take care of, uh, and they're they're a good group. They're an athletic group. Um, you know, they're, they'll, they'll work it out. I mean, they, they're playing three, three games a week. Uh, we host Little Miami tonight, and we turn right around um, tomorrow and head out to Anderson, which is, you know, going to be tough. Um, and then we host Kings on Thursday. So, yeah, our, our seniors got to work together. We do. We have, a, we have a large amount of seniors that are, are going to put this, you know, best foot forward here. And, I mean, there is never a dull moment for those girls. It's a very busy, very hectic schedule. Um, and, and they'll come through. They continue to work hard. It's a tough season, but it's also a long season. So we have plenty of time to pick up uh, on, on some of the gaps that we have. And I know those girls are going to do that. They're coached very well. Would it, would it be fair to say at this point, given that we are still early in the season, there's in the conference season, there's still a lot to be played. There is no oh, sense yeah. of like concern or worry uh, at this point, because given that, you know, you're coming off three straight league titles, you know what it takes to get to the top there. Are they still in a mode of, okay, we're okay. We still have a long way to go. Yeah, I think, I think it is. You're right. They've been there. They've been there for a while. It's the next game up. Got to put it behind us. Let's move forward. And that's the kind of attitude they take with them. So, Good. Yeah, that's that's yeah, what we like to see. Uh, let's talk about uh, tennis here, sitting at 10-2 and two overall and 3-2 uh, and three and two, uh, in the league. This is a very good league. Uh, make no mistake about it. You got Lebanon coming up here. Uh, what are they looking to shore up as they move forward? You know, they've got the ECC championship right around the corner. Yeah, I mean, our our team is like you said. They're they're ten and two. They are a uh, you know they're they're a good group. I you know I want to highlight you know a couple of our um, as I'm looking through my notes here. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me talk about our three big matches that we have here uh, first. I mean, yeah. you know, from a girls tennis perspective, we've got. Indian Hill, Lebanon, and St. Ursula. So, I mean, again, they're going to have three, yeah, three tough matches <laughs> coming up. Um, the ECC tournament is that following Tuesday. Yeah. So, you know, we got to put our, we got to get, take care of the little things we need to get, take care of. Um, and I want to give a little shout out to our second doubles. We've talked about our one, two, and three. We've talked about our first doubles who, who are undefeated as well, but our second du- doubles. Um, so Babs Dwyer and Jenna Batch who are also undefeated, they're doing a great job. I mean, this team, to your point, is, is loaded. They're, they're having some success. Um, and we want to try to celebrate all of these kids that are doing a fantastic job out there on the courts. Um, and you're right, we got to finish it with three this week. And then at the tournament comes next week. It, it's hard to believe that uh, in tennis, the ECC championships are next week. And yeah. golf as well, it's just it's blowing straight by us. What does it say about your coaching staff that you were able to build such depth from top to bottom in the singles and now first double? And as you mentioned, the second double and the second double being uh, undefeated right now, what can you say about the coaching staff and the way they've built up the quality of depth of this roster? 
Yeah, so this is a, this is a new uh, coach from last year. So uh, the coaches prior and our middle school coach who is current, they've done a great job at just developing the kids, uh, you know, teaching them just about the sport, the enthusiasm they have for the sport, how to compete, how to have fun. And then as they progress over here uh, to the varsity level, just learning how to compete at the highest level uh, and, and really just being able to recruit and retain just athletes in general which is a lot of these you know the doubles that we see those are really really good athletes multiple sport kids and that's what I think is the benefit of, of our coaching staff is that they're able to recruit those kids and, and still give them opportunities to compete and to continue off the sex success success and success always breeds you know the enthusiasm for for the sport so we we would you know just assume that this is going to continue from year to year you mentioned something there. I think it's quite interesting and maybe doesn't get talked about enough is the middle school aspect and trying to garner interest from the kids in those grades before they even get into the high school ranks. How important is that for you at Loveland High School to foster that relationship with the middle school ranks and get those kids interested in an early age so by the time they reach Loveland High School, they're hitting the ground running and they're ready to go? Oh, I think it's it's essential, Jason. I mean, we we have we have a middle school athletic director, Jason Bruce, who does an outstanding job. Our, you know, if we're talking about our our just our girls tennis. Jenny Kapsikavich does a great job at, at recruiting tennis players. Our volleyball teams, our basketball teams, football. Everything is in conversation. Um, you know, and it starts even really I mean, it goes beyond that. Our youth programs that we have here in Loveland are very tight. You know, they want to always make sure that all the kids are going to the middle school and then heading up to the high school. It's very important to everyone here. So I think in Loveland, when you talk about a community, the community is a very strong base here. And, and we love to support and rally around everyone in the community. So but that link between the youth and the high school is middle school and it's critical and we've got some I mean we have varsity level coaches that are down there you know teaching and coaching at that level so we are very fortunate absolutely and uh before we wrap up here we got to talk about football even though there was no competition uh, this past Friday we're supposed to play a game against Milford but a member of the Milford program uh, tested positive for uh, COVID-19 so the game was canceled and we certainly wish that person a, a quick and speed, a quick and healthy recovery there so you're sitting right now uh, moving into week four but you're 0-2 right now and you're going to go against Little Miami this week got a good shot at a, a good I think it looks like you got a pretty good shot at a, at a win right here Little Miami has struggled uh, thus far but I want to talk about you know go back to the everything was going with Milford planning the game, then find out that somebody uh, there has tested positive and the game is then waved off. Uh, how is, how did coach Cruz handle all of that? How did you handle all of that? And how, do, how have they moved forward in the game plan for little Miami? Well, I could sum it up in one word. It was devastating for our, for our kids, you know, um, and obviously, you know, the health and safety go out to the Milford and their community and, and the individual athletes um, that tested positive there. But for our, for our kids in this point of this conversation was, you know, they're prepared. They spent all week doing this. It's an important game for us. It's a, yeah. you know, the you know, backyard rival. We, we, we battle for the bell as it's called, you know, mm -hmm. and um, that, that winner gets to take that bell home. They get to ring that bell. It's important. Um, and our kids have gotten better and better each week. We talked about week one, 
versus Turpin, what that could have looked like. Uh, week two versus West, West Claremont. I mean, we, we were in it. We've lost the tough one 13 to seven. Mm-hmm. We had the opportunity to go ahead at the very end of the game, and we didn't, uh, but we learned from it, and we took that enthusiasm and that energy and pumped it into this into Milford week, and the kids – we're really ready to go. I think they are primed. They are excited. Um, I think it's an opportunity for them to compete at their high. The coaches have got it in a, in a great spot. It didn't happen. The kids were obviously upset, but they will take that enthusiasm and they'll take it into little Miami. That's, you know, kudos to them. You know, obviously it was devastating. It was a, kind of the wind out of your sails. Yeah. But guess what? We came in on Saturday morning and we hit the ground running. We were back up on the turf. We were in the weight room. So I've got to give a lot of credit to our players that could have easily just, you know, thrown their hands up and walked away or not gave it their all on Saturday morning. But everybody was here. Everybody was in practice mode. They're all preparing for Little Miami. It's next step up. And I think our coaches have done a great job of saying, hey, this is our new reality. Every week we're very fortunate if we get to play. And it's an opportunity. Let's embrace that. and. and you know, just continue to prepare. So um, good, good for them for, for, you know, again, facing some adversity like we did in the summer yep. and then overcoming. So lastly, before I we let you to, go here. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. I want to give a shout out to our, cheer, to our cheer team because yeah. these kids are also affected by this, right? Yes, so they they're are. out they're they're cheering. Um, their parents come to the games and uh, you know, they were featured on warm 98. So warm 98 came out here, pre-recorded them, interviewed them uh, during this last week, uh, put them on their Facebook. They, you know, it was, uh, they did a cheer and it was one of those deals where, you know, you vote for, you know, a team and they can win. But anyway, our, our, our team was extremely excited about that opportunity um, and we were looking forward to it. And unfortunately didn't get to compete, but Hey, you know, we, we turn the page and, and we move on. So I just want to say, yeah. you know, thanks to all the cheer team and the cheer team coaches that continue to be relentless because it was also our JV and freshman game that was canceled as well. So everyone lost the game. Um, but uh, yeah, we're back at it. How has the cheer squad navigated through all of this? As you said, it's, it's something that it, it, they're there at these events, but they don't always get the attention. You know, some, some teams do competitions, some don't. How have they gone through this whole time? Uh, they're outstanding. They show up to practice. They work. We've got the coaches that are great that, you know, have practice times. They work. We have our competitive team who is uh, comes in on the week on the weekends and they're working on their routine for the ECC championships that's mm-hmm. later on in the winter. Uh, but yeah, it affects, it affects all of us. It, you know, if, if a game's canceled, uh, they're all part of, of the, of the deal, much like our band team is too. Yeah. So. You know, they weren't going to away games, but nonetheless, it could happen at any time. Our, our band members, we have, our marching band has over 90 people. So it's a lot vested on a, on a Friday night. So when something doesn't happen, you know, it's more than just a football team. It's, it's everyone else. Lastly, before I let you go here, now, now that they've had an unexpected week off and now that you've got Little Miami coming up, it, it, as best you can, put on a fan hat for me. Are you wanting to see your team come firing out of the gates and maybe just put up 21 points in the first quarter? Oh, 35 points. Okay, there yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's coming. Tiger Nation, it, it's coming. Like, they are here. It's hard to hold them back. You can see the development. Yes, for, I want to be able to see them just excited for the successes that they have. They've earned it. It's there. Let's go. <laughs> 
there we go. Let, let's go. And, and, and hopefully next week we reconvene. We'll be talking about a huge win and a 35 point uh, first quarter there uh, as okay. well. Brian Knatzer, great talking to you once again and uh, look forward to it next week. See you next time, Tiger Nation. All right. That is Brian Knatzer, Loveland AD, joining us here on LovelandTigers.org each and every week for this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here in ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.